Monday is the worst day. Monday is the best day. Good morning, encouragers. Happy Monday. It's my favorite day. I hope you have a great morning this morning. Regardless of what's going on in your life, you have a choice, right? We can choose joy. We can change our attitude and start our week fresh. God gives us new mercies every morning to start a new day. Today on the podcast, we are continuing our series called You Can Do Hard Things. And here's the truth. The Bible says that we can do hard things, but it says you can do hard things through Christ who strengthens you. So my goal with this series are to show you beautiful examples of real life women who share their really hard things with us. You'll hear inspiration and motivation to continue to lean on God and others as you go through your hard thing. My favorite thing about these women is that after their hard thing, they continue to choose to encourage her. That's our mission, to be women who choose to encourage other women. Ladies, as you listen today, try to think of someone who could hear this message. Who can this speak to? The truth is that we all have grief and we all have loss of some kind. Who needs this message today? Think of that as you listen. Maybe that is you. I pray this inspires you, motivates you, and encourages you to get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Enjoy the chat with the chat with Kendra today. It was so long and we had so much fun talking about grief that we had to break it into two different podcasts. So today you will hear part one. Make sure you show up next Monday to hear part two. Enjoy. If you want to follow up or get to know Kendra better, afterwards, read the show notes and connect with her. Have a fantastic Monday, ladies. Get out there and crush a Monday. Kendra? Yes? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Encourager podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to do this with you. So much fun. And coast to coast. Yes, California girl, West Coast to East Coast. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you said yes. And we are, as you know, mid-process um, on the journey of talking about the fact that we can do hard things. So you were someone that I thought about. When I thought about this series, you came to my mind. So I'm just so glad you said yes. Well, thank you. I'm so honored and I'm so humbled to be part of this. Your, your, um, just your vision for helping women, for encouraging women is um, so inspiring and it truly is an honor to, <clears throat> excuse me, get to know you and to just be a part of helping people. I know um, after what I went through, it was the encouragement I received from others was invaluable. And if I can give back just a little bit of that, that's what my hope and prayer is. So thank oh, you. That's so awesome. I feel just feel like the second I started following you on Instagram and getting to know you, and I feel like we're going to get to know each other a lot more as the future goes on. Mm -hmm. um, you're on the same path. You're on the same exact mission and it just totally aligns. So why don't, I know a little bit about you already, but why don't you tell the ladies a little bit about yourself? Okay. My goodness. I, um, <laughs> I said, so excited to be here with all of you. And my hope and prayer today is that my story of just a regular old woman whose life was totally transformed, um, will just be a little bit of encouragement to you. 
I am a mama of three biological children. I have a 21 year old who's graduating from college this year. And then I have 19 girl twins. Um, so they are, that is my world. And then I also have a bonus daughter because I remarried. Um, and so I have an incredible family. So a huge part of who I am is that I'm a mama. I'm also a health and wellness coach, um, wanting to help women and show women that you can live your best life no matter what age you are. I will be 47 this year. Um, so getting closer to that 50. And so I get a lot, I work with a lot of women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And so that's kind of what I, the age group I'm passionate about um, in terms of helping and showing women what's possible. And then I'm also um, a grief counselor and I have a private practice where I work with clients all over the world. So incredible. I just love it. You're just encouraging women in so many different ways. It's awesome. Thank you. And I didn't know you were a mama of four. So that's exciting. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this was my twin, all my, um, my children don't live at home anymore. So I'm also an empty nester. So that's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. um, my, um, at one point in my life, we lived in Texas. And so my children all went back to college in Texas. And so they have loved that. My twins are sophomores in college. And like I said, my oldest is graduating in May and she's going to stay in Texas. So, wow. so yeah. cool. So, so cool. fun. I imagine you're a fun mom. <laughs> you know what? This is a really fun season. I absolutely, you know, my mama always taught me, my mom always taught me like, listen, honey, I love you. And one day we'll be best friends, but it's not now. Like when you're growing up, you know, and she was raising a teenager, I have two brothers as well. So when she was raising a teenager, I didn't think she was like the most fun mom in the whole wide world. And now um, becoming a mom, I kind of adopted that same thing with my kids. Like, look, we're going to have so much fun in life, but my job is to raise God-loving, you know, independent adults. And when you're older, then we can be best friends. And I do feel like I'm so close to my kids. And um, I'm so grateful that we kind of built that relationship when they were younger. And now we have so much fun together. We do really whatever. We just go out. We can do all sorts of fun things. And we have a great relationship because there's those boundaries that were set. So anyways. Oh, I love it. And I'm like right in the midst of setting those boundaries. So I dream of that. So that's Ooh. awesome. Yes. <laughs> promise yes. you. And it's absolutely the best. I really actually, I truly have like the best time with all my kids. It is. Oh, that's awesome. That's how, that's how it should be. Yep. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, as we said, we're doing this series because I just really feel, and I have always felt this way, that story, the power of, of someone's story can change a life. Yep. And, it, you know, our stories can inspire others and especially the hard stuff. And we know as Christian women that the hard stuff is often what changes us and transforms us and challenges us, but it also can be opportunity. And especially to shine your light on someone else after, you know, you've been through something really hard mm -hmm. and then they go through it. And I know part of what you do for a living is all about that. Um, but when you heard that question, what has been your hard thing? What is it that you think of what was your hard thing? So there is no question. The hardest thing I've ever been through in my life is um, at 34 years old, we had three young children, early elementary, and my husband and I were plugging along. We were actually, he had just left ministry in a church and he went back to the world. And um, we were still serving people, doing our life, um, coaching kids in school. 
involved in our community. And um, he was diagnosed out of the blue with stage four metastatic colon cancer at 34 years old. And within 10 months, no matter what we did, he had actually passed away. And I became a widow and single mom at 35 years old. And 10 months too. 10 months. 10 months. Yeah. And it was absolutely devastating and it completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And like, like 180, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. And we had, I mean, just was not in the plans. We were committed again. And I say this because I think it's important. I think as Christians, we know this, but I know in my experience and with my speaking and working with different clients around the world that as Christians who who follow God, who love Jesus, who want to serve other people. Sometimes we think that, um, that how was the best way to say this, that we should be exempt from really hard things or we're so shocked when really hard things happen because we're doing all the quote right things. That's right. Uh, and that I think for me, I didn't, be- I didn't think I had that mentality, but when we kept getting the diagnosis and then the bad news, and then we were, we are fortunate enough. I live here in Northern California to have some of the top colon cancer specialists in the world. And we were able to see them because my husband's case was so unique um, mm-hmm. that we just could not get any good answers. I just, I was stunned that this is the path that my life was taking, that I for sure believed that God, the God of miracles was going to do a miracle in our life and that we were going to have a great story to tell because my husband would survive this. Mm-hmm. That's really difficult. And I was convinced. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind God was going to do a miracle and save him. And that's so hard Mm -hmm. when you're really believing in God. Mm Because we know God is all powerful. Absolutely. Right? We know God can stop things. And when he doesn't, and his will goes a different way than yours, um, that's really, really hard. It's really hard. And yet I can look back now and say, oh, God did a miracle. There's no question about that. It's mm. different than I imagined it would be. And that's right. so crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how old were your kids when that happened? So when my, when my husband passed away, they were eight and nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's been a bit, but they, um, and, and again, that's why I say that God is the God of miracles because what he did in my heart, what he did in the hearts of my children, what he did in our family has been, um, I I just, it's a miracle. I mean, my children totally, I mean, they are college kids. I'm going to say that right out. I'm not one that, um, ever tries to make my life or my children or my marriage or anything perfect because that's not what it is. My children are amazing children. They live life fully. They love college. They are sororities and fraternities and they're living that college life, but they Mm -hmm. love Jesus and Mm -hmm. they will serve him for their whole life in whatever area he calls them. And they, we have spent a ton of time talking about their, are they angry? Are they resentful? And I've got them in, I got them into counseling, all sorts of stuff. And I believe that's a miracle that none of us have this deep. We went through periods of anger at God, but that God is bigger and we just don't have that now. And that's, that's, there's no explanation for that except for God and his graciousness to us. Amen. And I have that story too. And you know, I mean, you know, more than ever that anger is part of the process, right? And feeling the anger, not necessarily that we're meant to live in anger, right? Or that we're meant to be angry, but that it's, it's a natural part of the grief process to feel that tension, you know, with God, 
the why God sort of processing, but to come out of it fully trusting him, fully loving him, wanting to serve him despite your hard circumstances is truly only of God. That's not human. <laughs> oh, right. Absolutely. And I think what's yeah. incredible is that the reason that, that is that God can handle our anger. So when I'm working mm. with my clients, um, I am all about feel the anger. Those feelings are valid. God knows that he wants to hear that. He's so sad and he's, he, he, he doesn't want us to live without our loved one or whatever the issue is that we're going through. And so anger is absolutely okay. And yeah. that's the part that I think set me free. And um, I won't speak for my children, but I, I think it was for them too. But I can speak for me that um, knowing that God could handle my anger, that he could handle my heartbreak, that he could mm. handle my frustration and my deep sadness and just why us, why our family, what did we do? What, what is all this about? He can handle all those questions and he is, allows us to wrestle with him and to struggle and to not walk away, but just, just feel alone. He, he allows us to feel everything. And then he's like, Hey, look, but I'm right here with you. And that is one of the most powerful things that he taught me is Kendra. I will never leave you or forsake you. Not mm. your deep pain, not when you're so angry, not in any emotion that you have, I will never leave you or forsake you. And that what a lesson, what a lesson to truly understand. Yeah. You can know that logically, but when you feel that, yeah, whole nother thing. Yeah. Right. Totally. And I completely life-changing. I do want all of you listening to know that, um, that I really speak today from the heart like not what I'm supposed to say as a Christian. I spent time not going to church. I mean, there's a whole part of my story that we don't probably won't have time to get into today that I never stopped loving and trusting Jesus, but I struggled with the church after losing my husband and all mm. of those things are really real. And I'm happy to talk to anybody about any, any of that. And so I just yeah. confidently come here today saying that I'm a regular woman like everybody else out there who struggles mm -hmm. with when we go through hard times, questioning, wondering, trusting if God's really going to hold us in these really difficult times. And I am here to say that um, I had experience after experience after experience where he was like, hey, I got you. This is, mm -hmm. it feels like your life is falling apart, but I will rebuild it. I promise you. And yeah. And that's kind of, that's such a huge part of my story. So, yeah. <laughs> I just love that you said that too, because I feel like that's such a true part of the unfortunate um, human side of religion, right? If you want to say it that way, yeah. that we can depict this perfection. And actually we're Christians because we need Christ, <laughs> because we're so needy, you know, we're so broken. We are far from perfect. And it can, when you're further along in the journey, and you're telling your story, it can be translated that way that, oh, I always, you know, was in perfect harmony with God. And that is not human. It's, it's human to wrestle, you know, mm -hmm. and then depend on him through the wrestling. So I love that you just said that. And thank you for sharing that. That is what actually um, helped me find my faith was being with women in a grief group, uh, which is why I was majorly drawn to your story and your mission. Mm -hmm. Um, I came to Christ through Grief Share, a program for grief. And the main um, draw for me, because I didn't know Jesus, but the main draw for me was these women who were real and they were raw and they loved God, but they wrestled. And I was like, 
what is this? <laughs> what is this kind of faith? You know, this I can do. I can do life like this. I can do life dependent on a God who loves us, even when we're talking about the icky stuff. You know, even when we're being super, super honest, because he knows our hearts and he loves us anyway. Um, so I thank you so much for saying that. I think that's super important. And that's what compelled me to do, to go into counseling and to help other women and to also establish my health and wellness groups and helping women that I think it's, we're, I, I think women have a tendency to make things um, look better than they actually are because we're mm-hmm. so afraid of judgment. And I was so tired of that as a woman who had lost everything. And as a woman in a small community who um, was very involved in our schools and sports and all that kind of stuff to, to experience what it was like to one after my husband passed away, have uh, situations where I was rejected, where friends walked away from me, where people talked about me, where I didn't grieve the way people ta- thought I should, or I should have grieved mm-hmm. a different way, or there was so much judgment. And these were, some of them were Christians. I mean, a lot of my, a lot of them were followers of Jesus. And I thought, wow, Mm. that is, if you look at who Jesus was to people, that is not what he is. And I was determined to say, oh, I know what it feels like to be wrestling. I know what it feels like to be on the outside. And it's not as contrite as just like, well, your husband had a good life and well, God knows what he's doing and he must have needed another angel. It's things like that, that I'm all, (laughs) and you try to wake up every day, raising three kids by yourself. And you try to bed every night in that deep loneliness and all the things that you experience in grief. And I would say that my clients are like, same thing. Like, thank you for actually talking about that because we feel like we can't talk about that side. And I feel like the healing comes and the really knowing God comes when we actually start talking about that real stuff, because that's what he cares about. He doesn't want the picture perfect um, response. He wants to know our hearts and what we struggle with. And then he wants to come in and say, see, I love you in the midst of all that. And I'm with you. Yeah. So. yeah and he wants to wrestle with us. Yeah. Right. He wants to be in all that icky, yicky with us. He wants our most raw version of ourselves. It took me a long time to realize that. But those women in that group helped begin the process of me understanding that, that religion, rules, buildings, things like that. That's not the, what it's about. It's about a relationship with someone who loves you more than anyone you could ever imagine and wants all of you and wants to hear about that, you know, and then finding community as you're creating for people, which is so beautiful where they can express that without judgment, you know, and the church is made of people. I mean, we're people, we're broken people. So um, it can be hard when you have felt judged or, um, you know, thought ill of or whatever it was you go through in a church because we forget that the church are just people too right they're going through their own stuff it's hard absolutely but i think sometimes we have an expectation that the church is jesus and it's not there we're all imperfect people trying the best we can and that's right like jesus but it can be super painful when you are expecting more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do have to take that break and take a step back and just be with Jesus. Yep. You know, sometimes that's really important. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Well, it sounds like, you know, I've been asking all everyone I'm interviewing in this series, we ask the same questions, because I think it's so neat to hear the different ways people answer the same questions. And you've talked a lot about God already in your story. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention specifically about what he did throughout that process. And you said he's a God of miracles. Do you feel like the end result 
um, was the biggest, you know, process that he brought you through? I think for me, um, the biggest thing that he did for me is just um, that he just was with me every step of the way. I think when we're going through hard times, um, I think that's often, obviously we struggle, but the loneliness, the feeling like nobody understands truly what I'm going through is really that hard part. And for me, God just showed up in such a huge way. Um, so just a quick little story about that. When we went, uh, my husband went into the hospital in the middle of the night with a really bad stomach ache. That's why we went to the ER. Then mm-hmm. within like 24 hours, they had, they had him scheduled for surgery because they thought there was a blockage and never once did anyone bring up cancer, nothing like that. And so, um, ended up going into surgery. They, they cut him open and they literally closed him back up. And I was so nice. My mom is, is an operating room nurse. So she was with me. My dad took the kids and, um, she was with me and we were just walking around the hospital and everything was supposed to be fine. And we came back within like 30 minutes of him going into surgery with or an hour. And the surgeon came back and literally in my naive way, I'm like, Hey doc. And I knew this doctor cause he was friends with my mom. And I go, wow, look at you all done. So I literally like, Oh my gosh, you're done so fast. That's amazing. How'd it go? Expecting nothing, but great. We removed the thing, blah, 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 blah. And right. looks at um, me and he goes, um, Kendra, I don't really know how to say this, um, but we opened him up and we had to close him back up because there's cancer all over his body. And I went, what, what? And then um, you had to be scheduled for another surgery to remove some of his colon and all this horrific stuff that went on. Needless to say, we were in the hospital for about a month without coming home because home. And so one of those days, the doctor came and said, Kendra, look, he's in great hands. He's resting, go home, shower, get your clothes, talk to your kids, like just have a little break. And I can remember going, no, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. He's like, yes, go, go home and just, just, re- just take a couple hours and then come back. And so of course my mom and dad being the, they've been the most amazing support system for me my whole life. But even then my mom was like, and my dad were like, Hey, we'll go home with you. We'll send your, the kids to the other grandparents. We'll go home with you. And then you just be with you. And I was like, and I said, no, no, I, I just know I have to go by myself. For me, it was one of those things. I knew my world was forever changing. And I, the first time I walked into my house, I needed to just go me. Cause I knew that this was part of this journey was growing and being strong and just being yeah. real. And so I walked upstairs to our bedroom and I tell the story cause it's so powerful. You'll if, on my website, um, they've highlighted it and stuff, but it's truly where God showed up for me in a way I had never known my whole life. And I remember going to my husband's closet and I opened it up and like, you know how they're long, long sleeve button down shirts, like all the, all the sleeves hang down. Okay. My husband very organized like that. I remember opening the closet door and running, if you can picture this, running my hand along the, all the shirts. I remember like falling to the ground and I'm like, Lord, oh my gosh. Like the doctor just told us there's a less than 5% chance that he'll survive. Am I really going to lose my husband? Like that? I cannot. No, I cannot possibly. And I remember just the tears falling. It's like the first time I really just let myself kind of fall apart. And I'm like, God, seriously? And he just, there was this silent whisper. And he's like, Kendra, I will never leave you or forsake you. And I'm like, not answering Mm -hmm. my question. Like, is he really going to, like, he's going to be a miracle, right? He's really, you're going to do a miracle. He's not going to die. Is he going to die? And I was like going back and forth with God in a way I hadn't before. That again. Kendra, I will never leave you or forsake you. And, and I remember just sobbing and I'm like, so are you telling me he's going to die? 
this so clear to me in that day. And I'll never forget. It was no matter what I will never leave you or forsake you. And say, as wow. I look back now, and even in that moment, I sobbed because I believe that God can do anything. I believe he's a God of miracles. And I th- believed in that moment. I think he's not going to make it. And I never said that, that until I started speaking later and was invited to speak. But it was in that moment that I knew that God was like, I'm going to do a miracle. It's just going to look different than you thought. And I will never yeah. leave you or forsake you. And that is what God has. Well, that's what has stood with me. When I ended up getting remarried, we had some issues with my um, stepdaughter. And that's a whole nother story that I can relate to people. But I remember in that moment, same thing. I will never leave you or forsake you. That has been the message that God has given me throughout this whole thing that I want to encourage any woman that's going through anything right now to it's okay to feel 100% what you're feeling. But the truth of the matter is, is that God will never leave you or forsake you. And I feel like that is powerful. And that's what allows us to get through these really, really hard, hard times. Wow, Kendra. Amen. What else do you say to that? That is incredible. And to know that like, ah, oh, that fear combined with trust combined with the unknown is just such a tough place to be in. And yet you feel held, right? Like you felt, you felt that he was with you, but you feared what was coming. Absolutely. You said that perfectly. That's a this mm. mix of chaos and emotion and the such deep fear and such deep like ache in my soul and my bones. And yes, God's like, God, I just knew, I knew he would, I knew I felt held. Like you said, I felt a peace. It was, cr- it was crazy weird. And I, uh, that's all I can describe it. And, and I, it was amazing. It was amazing. And pain. It is amazing. <laughs> and only God can help us get through a moment mm-hmm. like that and feel inexplicable peace. There's no logical reason why you would feel peace in that moment, hearing 5% chance. Nothing in the world could give you peace in that moment. Only a God who knows our future, who holds our future, who has something more for us. And that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's speaking to somebody Mm -hmm. right now. And he won't, He he doesn't ever leave us. Incredible. Wow. What an amazing conversation and such a fun time I had with Kendra. I hope you ladies return next week to hear the rest of our conversation because there's so much more goodness to be heard. I so appreciate Kendra and her honest, open heart and willingness to share. It's super important that we share our stories, ladies. It not only helps to continue our healing, but it can touch another's heart. Who did you think of today? Share this with her and we'll see you again next week as we continue our conversation about grief. Thanks for joining me today. It was fun being together. I hope you feel encouraged. I'll see you next week. Get out there and be an encourager.